Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being God all by yourself and not needing anyone's help, but helping us instead knowing that we need you to make it through this life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross and shed his blood just for us. We cover ourselves with your blood, Jesus, and we love you. And we thank you for raising back up and letting everyone see that you arose from the dead. No other God, no other man, no other person, no other human being could do exactly what you did just for us. I pray right now in your holy name that people hear you when they hear your word and their hearts open up to you and they understand that you did this just for them and there is no person in this world better than the other. You did it for all human beings. I pray for those whose whose eyes are closed and their hearts are closed and they can't hear you. Their hearts can't feel you. I pray that you open up their hearts and their ears and knock out whatever the enemy has them bound in and cause them to see that you love them as well. You don't love one person any more than the other. And for that, we thank you. Father God, use me as I deliver your word today, as you always do. And I thank you for it. Use me to preach your word and cause your word to touch somebody for the kingdom of heaven and bring them to the kingdom of heaven so that they will be happy and free from whatever mess this world has to offer them. Cause them to see that you have much more than anything they can imagine in Jesus' holy name. And I lift up all the prayer requests that we've received. God bless New Birth Ministries and all those who agree with this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is good. God is good. He woke us up this morning. I hope you turned your clocks back an hour last night, because if you didn't, you are going to miss church. Amen. Turn them back. Hallelujah. I want to speak today on the subject, there's a dent in my crown. Amen. There's a dent in my crown. And the reason I came up with that subject, and I'm going to base it on the Word of God, is that I have been running a business, our gold business, for four years. Many of you out there know this. Um, And we actually save people, we help people from the financial burdens that this world has to offer them. And I was looking for a nice logo for my business. The name of my business is goldladyllc.com. And I wanted a gold lady. <laughs> I have been asking people and asking people for nearly two years, two years, I mean, two months shy of four years. I've been asking people to please help me come up with a nice gold lady logo, right? And so um, I had a, a sidewards look of a cartoon from Bitmoji. Some of you remember Bitmoji. And that was cute, but not, I didn't want to use it, not for my business. You know, it was cute, really nice. And it had the shape of my face and you could tell it was me. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to use that for my business. And so then I had a couple people, I had my son draw something and I had a couple other people I know who are artists draw something and what they made was nice. But it, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. You know, when you have a baby, um, whether it's your human baby or whether it's a project or something that you have, you want the best for it, right? I wanted the best for GoldLadyLLC.com. So all of a sudden, last night, in fact, 
um, well, today, yeah, last night, no, two nights ago, two nights ago, I was upstairs cleaning up my room, putting some things up, looking through some old pictures and things, and I happened to find a picture of me and Brenda Waters from KDKA Channel 2 News in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, I used to be the president of the Highland Erie Committee in Washington, Pennsylvania, and we used to have African-American festivals every year. Well, it was Highland Erie Committee before it became Highland Ridge Committee. And um, there's a picture of me and Brenda Waters, and on my right is my son when he was a little boy, about seven, eight years old, standing there. And I looked at that picture, and I had forgotten that picture. Did you ever see a picture of yourself from years ago that you really kind of liked, you know? And this was one of those pictures, and I noticed that my face looked happy. I, I looked, you could tell I was happy. Then um, I, my face looked happy, and uh, my makeup looked nice, and I had on a, a daishiki. It was a black daishiki with gold threads going all through it. And I had a beautiful gold necklace on because I, I just love gold. I've loved gold all of my life. Um, I had a gold necklace on and it went beautifully with the daishiki. And then I had a black um, African cap on. They call it the Eddie Murphy cap. <laughs> if you remember, he wore the Eddie, Mur the Eddie Murphy wore the cap in Coming to America. And I loved that. It was a black leather cap. And I had that and it was kind of cocked sideways, just enough, just real nice like. And I looked at that picture and I said, there's gold lady and it hit me I was wearing gold I looked real nice I looked happy and um you could just tell I had something nice to offer by looking at that picture you know and I was out standing outside in the um, parking lot that we were having the African-American festival in and and I was standing uh I was Brenda Waters was sitting down and I was standing above her we were looking into the camera smiling and I looked at that picture, I said, all these years I've been looking for Gold Lady, and I was Gold Lady the whole time. And I think that is so awesome. So what I did was I cropped the picture and I put it on my uh, my page on Facebook, okay? And it looks so nice. And I'm going to use that as my logo, my company logo, business logo. So then I looked at the picture. And, of course, the picture's old, been through some stuff, of course. Had a little couple, you know, tape. You could see where the sticky part of tape was on it at one point. Or someone had it hanging up on a refrigerator or something. You know, but the, it was, it didn't come out too bad. And um, I noticed something about the picture. <laughs> I'm the kind of picture, I'm the kind of person, whenever I take pictures. Like, if I love to take pictures of my food and put it on Facebook. Yes, I'm one of those foodies, guys. I apologize if you don't like that. But I take pictures of food. I just love doing that. And I put it on Facebook. And every time I take a picture of food or every time I take something, there's always like a dot in the background or your stove is not totally as clean as it usually is when you're taking the picture or as it should be. Or, you know, there's the food, there's a dot in the food that looks kind of strange, like a bug or something, but it's pepper. I mean, you know, one of those kind of things. And I used to tell my daughter, I said, the only thing perfect in this entire existence is Jesus Christ. 
And I told her, I said, no matter what kind of picture you take, you are going to find something wrong. There are people who always want to change their color or fade out their, their wrinkles or change their hair color or darken themselves or lighten themselves or, you know, their clothes, something, their clothes are crooked or the teeth. Or, so there's always something wrong in a picture when you take it. That's why people Photoshop pictures, right? I'm looking at this picture, perfect picture for goldladyllc.com, right? Okay, but the thing about it is, is in my black cap, my black shiny leather cap, in the front of the cap was a little dent, just a small dent in the front of my cap. And I looked at that and I said, and I just had a smile because I'm thinking about how no matter what picture I take, there's always, not sometimes, there's always something different in that picture something that just doesn't fit in to keep it from being perfect. And I believe, I honestly believe that there is a reminder. Okay. It's a reminder to us as human beings that nobody, nothing is perfect, but Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, God's son. And I honestly do not mind. Okay. The picture is great. And I thought to myself, you know, God is so good. The picture is great. That is gold, lady. Okay, but there's a dent in my crown. Amen. And I'm wondering how many people do we have out there that are walking around thinking that they're all that in a bag of chips, not even realizing that there is spinach between their teeth. Okay, their teeth are uneven. Their hair is not proper. Their eyebrows are too thick or too thin or too high or nowadays too too huge, okay, um, in, or their clothes are not just right or something. They don't realize they are not, you are not perfect. None of us are perfect. Everybody can look at everybody else's picture and find something wrong. Either one eye is smaller than the other. Or the ears are boxed or out too or up too high or out too wide or nobody is perfect. Amen. I looked at that picture and I said the picture almost passed to be perfect as a logo, but there's a dent in my crown. And that's what I'm saying to everybody today. We are not perfect. But the here's the here's the thing. Here's here's the kicker, okay? The only thing that makes us perfect spiritually, okay, physically, you're not going to be perfect. As long as we have these bodies, these bodies, not our glory. Now, there's, we, when you get your glorified body, you are going to be excellent. As the Bible says, the Daniel had the spirit of excellence on him. Okay, when you get your glorified body, you can say you're perfect. But until then, nobody can say they're perfect. Okay, we all have something in our lives. And I believe it is a, a reminder I believe it's a reminder to keep us from being, uh, uh, I don't know what the word, how would I say it, to keep us from um, thinking higher of ourselves than we should. Even uh, the Apostle Paul said in the Bible, when he asked God, he said, God, he said, I asked God to take, he said, I had a, what did he say, a messenger of Satan that kept buffeting up against him, something that kept bothering him, bothering him, bothering him. And he said, I asked the Lord to take it away from me three times. And he said, the Lord told me my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And he said that he believes it is a reminder to keep 
uh, to keep himself in, stay in your own lane. Don't get too high-minded. You know, he's saying he believes it is a reminder to keep him from getting high-minded. Now, we have to remember the Apostle Paul was a lawyer, an excellent teacher. He had studied all those years and everything, and there was a time where he was killing Christians and he hated Christians or whatever. And, you know, and, and on the road to Damascus, Jesus appeared to him and asked him, why is he kicking against the pricks? In other words, why are you you know, persecuting him and his people? And Saul saw the light. You know, which we all did at some point in our lives. We saw the light, right? So, you know, um, we are going to, I know you listening, whoever's listening to this, you're, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, um, I do have something. When you go back and you think about it, you will see that you do have something in your life that is keeping you from being so high-minded. You might look good. There's people out there that go to the gym. They have nice bodies and everything, and they might have muscles. They might be cut. The ladies, you might have small, no bellies. Okay, nice waist, no belly, and you know, a head full of hair or whatever. But there's something in your life. If you sit and think about there is something about you that is telling on you. There's something about you that is not perfect. Amen? Amen. And I believe, just like I said about the Apostle Paul, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. If we, there are too many people trying to be perfect in this life, People are trying to look good and and turn and you know and, and they want to um, appease man and, and and they want to please people, human beings, and so they go and they and they spend thousands and thousands of dollars, millions of dollars even, to change their look, change their nose, change their lips, change their eyes, plug in more hair, change their bodies, get the, the liposuction and all that kind of stuff. But if your character and if your Spirit is lacking no matter what you do to your body, you're still going to have a flaw. Okay? You can do a million dollar liposuction and still turn people off because you're drunk. Or because you you're you're uh uh you're on dope, you you abuse a substance abuser, or you might have a mean personality and nobody can get along with you, or you might hate kids. Okay, or you might be lazy or a liar or a cheat. Okay, there's going to always be something to take you back. Amen. Always going to be something to take you back. It's going to remind you. So, yes, we have dents in our crowns. People try to be perfect in everything that they do. But the only way you can be perfect is through the Holy Spirit of the Most High God that Jesus sent to us whenever he left. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And God is not a man that he should lie. So Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us to dwell within us. You are now the new temple. So, you know, welcome the Holy Spirit into your life and try to live as holy as you can. Now, there was a time that Israel was perfect and people were jealous of Israel you know, and enemies hated Israel because of the perfection of her beauty. You look into the Bible and you'll see many places where it speaks of perfection in a sense of through God, you know, being perfect in God, not on our own or of our own abilities. I'm looking right now in Lamentations um, chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. 
And it says, Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. All that pass by clap their hands at thee. They hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? All thine enemies have opened their mouth against thee. They hiss and gnash uh, the teeth, and they say, We have swallowed her up. Certainly this is the day that we have looked for, and we have found, we have seen it. See, what happens is, while you are living the life of Christ, and while you are doing the word of God, what the word of God tells us to do, your enemies are watching you and they are waiting for you to slip up and make a mistake and turn your back on God. And once you turn your back on God, it is over. Okay, as far as favor is concerned. Okay, you have to get back to praying to God, serving God, believing in him. Uh, Hebrews 11 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to believe to uh, serve him. Okay, without faith, you cannot if you don't believe that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. You're you're saying that God is a liar. And God does not lie. And your enemies will watch you fade. Your enemies will watch you get arthritis and your body will start to cut down on you. And that pretty face, handsome face you used to have is not going to look the same. And you are going to begin to look like the God that you serve with the little G. And many people have done this, walked away from God and their enemies, um, as uh, verse 16 says. Uh, Lamentations 2.16, all the enemies have opened their mouth against thee and hissed and gnashed thee, saying, we have swallowed her up. And this what, this is what they're going to say about you when, when you turn your back on God and you try to do things your own will instead of your own way, instead of God's way and his will, your enemies will see it and the devil will pounce on it and he will throw things in your way to tempt you to go the wrong way to make mistakes and it is going to blow your mind what you're going to end up looking like. And everybody can see that you have these flaws now in your life, okay, which are unmistakable. Okay, you might have seen or heard maybe your grandparents years ago talking about how they've changed. And, you know, when you're when you're 20, when you're in your teens, you're 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 nice looking and then you're healthy and you have a lot of pep in your step, right? And then as you get older and you learn more about the world and you hear more about the world and it affects your mind, and your heart begins to act differently because you're hearing all this stuff, seeing it on TV, hearing it on the radio and in music and everything. And you begin to change, all right? You begin to change and it affects your body. It affects the way you live, the way you think. And then when you, the longer and older you get, the longer you listen to the wiles of the devil. And some people give in to that and they change and they have many dents in their crowns. And I'm not just talk, I'm just not speaking as far as hats or anything is concerned. They have many dents. You have dents in your body, like I said, arthritis, dermatitis, diabetes, and cancer, and things get into people. And some people get these diseases because they've heard and saw so many evil things throughout the years. It, which you hear on the outside, and what goes down into you affects your heart, and your heart begins to get ugly. See. Your heart begins to get ugly. And what what goes down in, what, what is bad goes down in, comes out negative. It goes in negative, 
comes out negative. As a man thinketh, so is he. The word tells us, as a man thinketh, so is he. What is on your mind? What is causing your dents? What is causing your flaws? Amen. We're going to live the life of God. I've heard many preachers on TV say there's one preacher, Joseph Prince. You might have heard of him, uh, an Asian preacher. And he's a really nice looking guy. He actually looks like a teenager. He's a, and he told uh, his congregation one day when he's preaching, he said, do you know why I look as lively and as young as I do? And he said, because I love the Lord and I do what God tells us to do. He said, I am a child of God. He said, I have the joy of God in me. And if we want to continue on with a good life and be as healthy as, as, as healthy can be, we have to keep, don't let the devil rob you of your joy. Amen. Okay. And don't cause this will living the life that God wants you to live, living his will will stop all these people from hissing at you, as the Bible says, and gnashing their teeth against you saying, we've swallowed her up. We've swallowed him up. If your enemies are glad because you are not doing good, there's something that you did against God to cause them to feel that way. When you turn to God, it's like looking at the sun and being warmed and seeing something big and beautiful. When you turn against God, it might as well be in Siberia with a parka on because that's what your life is going to be like. When we look in 2 Corinthians verse th- uh, chapter 13, verses 7 to 9, it says, Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that which is honest, through, though we be as reprobates. And verse 8 says, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, And ye are strong, and this also we wish, even your perfection. See, they are wishing, the apostles are wishing perfection upon the church of God. The only way to be perfect, as I said in the beginning, is through God, through Jesus Christ, God's Son. And there's so many people trying to make it without him. And he even goes on in verse 10, speaking of his authority. You know, we have to rule with an iron thumb sometimes, an iron hand, as they say, you know, to keep our lives in uh, order, the the holy order of God. You know, um, verse 10 says, Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me to edification and not to destruction. You know, I had a a lady write me today um, that I used to go to church with years ago, and she wrote me, we were writing back and forth on Facebook, and she was thanking me for helping her through all the things that she had to go through. She recently got divorced. Well, she recently got married. She got divorced from the man that I knew that she was with her husband, and she... uh, got another husband and he's wonderful to her and she was thanking me online today for being there and helping her and talking to her and uh, she told me I have a lot of people telling me this and and, and she told me she said that um, she appreciates me because I don't I'm not phony or whatever and I don't beat around a bush and I just tell it like it is and she says you pull no punches and um 
I, I, I told her, I apologize if I was ever too stern, you know, but I'm the kind of person I like to tell the truth. And sometimes I hate to say it. I'm like a bull in a China shop. Um, and I don't know why, honestly, I'm not trying to be better than anybody or anything, but I just want to hear the truth myself. I think I don't like when people come to me and you ever talk to somebody and they beat around a bush and you're trying to figure out what they're trying to say to you. They're speaking in code. I honestly can't stand that. I never could never will. So when I have to tell somebody something, I don't speak in code. I just say it the way it is. I say it to them the way I would want them to say it to me. That's the only way you learn. And she was thanking me for being that way in her life. And I thought that was awesome. You know, sometimes you have to use sternness and you have to use sharpness. Amen. And uh, because as I said, we all have, you know, dents in our crown. Nobody's perfect. But what we want to do is teach people perfection. See, Jesus Christ is perfection. The only way you can be perfect is through him. Give your life to him. Amen. And that is the only way we have to have church discipline. We have to be self-disciplined. We have to have discipline with the Lord, discipline in our prayer time, in our uh, meditation time, in our praise and worship time. We need to learn to be disciplined in order to be perfect. And there's too many people out there who are teaching and preaching and, and calling themselves leading and they have yet to be led. There is a dent in their crown. And that is even in, Gala I mean, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, where he goes on to say, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do, if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God, and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Whenever you crucify your flesh and you worship the Son of God, you worship Jesus Christ, it makes you fresh, it makes you new, it makes you beautiful. And put the put the, the enemy to shame. Amen. And watch this in Hebrews 7.11. Turn your swords to Hebrews 7.11. And it says, If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron?
for the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. See, what he's saying here is if the priests of old from thousands of years ago, okay, if the Levitical priesthood was all that, okay, um, we wouldn't have needed another priest, okay, if the law fulfilled all that we would ever need, okay, the Mosaic law. I'm not talking about the um, Ten Commandments of God, but if the Mosaic law fulfilled everything that we needed, we wouldn't have needed Jesus Christ. There is perfection in Jesus Christ. Now, if you turn to Luke 13, verse 32, Jesus is saying, Go ye and tell that fox, behold. Let me start with 31. Okay, Luke 13, 31. The same day there came certain of Pharisees. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were always chasing Jesus down, trying to find something wrong. Amen. Like they do you today. They're doing the same thing to us, right? And they said unto him, Get thee out and departs hint. Uh, depart hence, for Herod will kill you. Okay? And he said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow. <laughs> He's letting them know I'll be doing the same thing tomorrow. So, you know, don't turn the channel. Amen. <laughs> and the third day, I shall be perfected. See, perfection in Jesus Christ. He said, nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. He, Jesus said he's going to continue to do what he has to do, okay? No matter who likes it and who doesn't like it. Verse 34, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stoneth them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen does gather together her brood under her wings, and ye would not. See, they rejected Jesus. There is no yielding. There's no surrendering to perfection, to him. He says, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, and verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Second coming. Amen. Zechariah 12.10, second coming. And he's telling them, you have rejected me, and one day you're going to be sorry. Amen. And this is what happens. There is no freedom unless you have Christ Jesus. There's no perfection unless you have Christ Jesus. And here is the point. Here's the scripture that drives it home, my friends. First John 2, 5. I say little John. Okay, big John is the big chapter. First, second, and third John are closer to the end of the Bible. First John two five says, "But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is no." I gotta say this slower, right? Okay, but whoso keepeth his word, the word of God that is, it says, "In him verily is the love of God perfected." Hereby know we that we are in Him. And what have I been saying all this time? There is perfection in the Lord 
There is perfection in the King of kings, in the Lord of lords. There is perfection in the one that watches over you when you sleep at night, whenever you think you're by yourself and nobody knows what you've been going through. There is perfection in the one that knows your tears and when you're crying and he puts your tears in a bottle. There, that is the time when you are perfect. Amen. There is perfection in obedience. There is a a perfection when the indwelling of Christ is within you. And how do they say? And that's the name of that tune. (laughs) Amen. What was that? Beretta? That's the name of that tune. Second part of that deliverance of truth is 1 John, the same book, chapter 4, verse 12. Ready? 1 John 4.12 No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us. And his love is perfected in us. Now you're perfect. When you love others. Perfection, imperfection, is like the black dot that was found in Lucifer's heart in Ezekiel 28. Perfection is what is in Jesus' heart. What was in his heart when he allowed himself to be strung up on that high cross and let all of his blood run down for you to the point where nothing came out but water. He was made a mockery. They spit on him. They tried to give him gall, vinegary type of drink. They laughed and mocked. You can only imagine what the mockery was. Okay. He he did that for you. He went through that for us and only through him 1 John 4:12 no man has seen god at any time if we love one another god dwells in us and his love is perfected in love in us love other people see this uh, this goes along 1 John 4:12 goes along with the scripture where Jesus said pray for your friends and it also goes along with Job the book of Job where the bible says Job got double for his trouble because he prayed for his friend he prayed for people pray for people Jesus said even pray for your enemies pray for people just pray for them what would happen if nobody prayed for you at any point in your life, you might say, well, nobody's praying for me now. Nobody cares. No, there's somebody praying for you. I guarantee you that because there's Christians all over the world and somebody somewhere has prayed for you, even if they did not know you, even if they don't know you. I pray every community that I have ever lived in. I prayed for that community. Every town I prayed for that town. Okay. So you never know who's praying for you, whether they mention your name or not. If you're included in that prayer, if you're included in that community, that state, that town, that country, you've been prayed for. So don't think that nobody cares because God sends angels. The Bible tells us nobody, you never know, it says, when you have entertained angels unawares. Let me find that for you. Look at Hebrews 13, 2. I'll start with one. Let brotherly love continue. 
And two says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. See, that's even our duty to strangers. Amen. Are you saved? Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus into your life? If you haven't accepted him yet, and if you want to walk in perfection, because you know, like I said at the beginning, we all have a dent in our crowns. Amen. I found the perfect picture for my business. I found the perfect gold lady, but she had a dent in her crown. And the only thing that makes her beautiful and perfect is the fact that deep down inside of the heart of that woman in that picture, she loves God with all of her heart and soul. To the point of loving God first over her house, her children, her family, over everything. Because without his love, she would have never been able to live this long and to raise her family to the point of grandchildren. God's been good to me. I'm glad to be the gold lady. I'm glad to have that little dent in my crown. (laughs) Amen. Amen. If you want to walk in perfection, and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, just say this. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. And I thank you for it all. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for accepting me. Amen. And amen. And if you said that, let me be the second to welcome you into the body of Christ. And I say the second because as soon as you get saved, the angels in heaven are having a party. God is good. Amen. The Bible says that every time someone accepts Jesus Christ, the angels rejoice. So go find a Bible-believing church that preaches the entire Bible the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen. And find yourself a church where the preacher knows your name. That's very important. Go to a place where the shepherd knows the voices of all of his sheep, not just 99%. Amen. The Bible says that even the good shepherd goes back to get the one. He leaves the 99 to go back to get the one. Go where you are celebrated and not just tolerated. Amen. Thank you for coming on today. I hope that this word brought something to your heart. I hope that you gave your life to Jesus Christ because you never know when he's coming back. And according to the word, it could be any day now. He comes as a thief in the night. So at least now... You are prepared. God bless you. Amen. I appreciate you coming on, listening. And uh, I come on every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the morning. Amen. Or Reverend Esther R. Scott, New Birth Ministries. And they call me Reverend Essie. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And until next Sunday, 
God bless you. Remember, Jesus is always Lord. Amen.